Good, man. How you been? I'm good. I'm just running like crazy. I'm headed to FAIA uh, tomorrow afternoon, and uh, everything is good. I feel like you occupy this weird space in my insurance life where we have these little bursts of intensity of just like, like knowing each other. And then like you disappear forever. And, um, and I don't know how I feel about that, but I think I need more of it is what I, what I'm deciding. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, I'm here. Uh, you know, the, our, our, uh, our door is open when you come to Austin, Texas, I'll take you for good barbecue. Good barbecue. I did Austin, Texas is one of the places I really want to go. And, uh, it seems like such a cool place and I've never been. Um, but for sure that should definitely happen at some point. Right. And that seems yeah. you guys should do the elevate conference in Austin next year when it's like a hundred and ten, a hundred and ten degrees. <laughs> we, we are already booked, uh, for new Orleans next oh. year, but maybe, maybe elevate 2020 is a, is a possibility. Austin, Texas. Yeah. I'm definitely going to come next year. I, I, I'm in Hawaii next week um, with Allstate uh, independent agents. Uh, that must be rough. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, but uh, so I, I, you know, I had to choose one or the other. But um, I definitely New Orleans is, is a quick trip. You know, right around the corner. So, but either way, wherever it's at, I'll, I'll be there. So. Yeah, it's at the uh, it's at the end of March. So. Um... I think it's the end oh, of March, perfect. so sometime, sometime in March. So feel free to just keep that hanging out. Yeah, so you had said that you're not going to be in Cleveland in a couple of weeks. I was like, meh. But Hawaii, I mean, makes sense. You know, I'd probably pick Hawaii over Cleveland. So, um, Andy, I don't know that I know how to say your last name. Priestman, yeah. is that right? Yeah, Priestman. You have it right. Priestman. I don't know. It feels like it, feels like it, it looks like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very dyslexic. And, uh many, many ways, depending on who is talking to me. Uh, partially illiterate yeah yeah you know it's can be pronounced priestman people say well priestman is the correct you know people say priestman you know and I'll, i respond to that when you get to like priceman or treestman with a you know treesman like it's a p not a t um that's that seems impossible that's yeah. happened yeah so that happens um every now and then but you had you 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 had it right the first time well, it's good. I'm glad because I get nervous. And I mean, as somebody with a name that is uh, frequently butchered, I'm sensitive yeah. to such things. Not because I, you know, it scarred me in any way. It's just I like to put in a little eff- extra effort to make sure that, you know, I respect it. Right. And, you know, I mean, I, so here's the other thing that I think about you. I feel like you also have something figured out that not a lot of people know about. Would that be accurate? I feel like you've got like a pretty good thing going on. It's a little bit different the way that you kind of approach it. I mean, just in the conversations that we've had. Um, Greenway Insurance, I think, is is the name of the agency, right? Yeah, Greenway Insurance. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know, for us, it's really just about putting in the hours and the hard work and grinding. And even though I've been in this business since two thousand and two, and really, um, you know, our our PNC practice, you know, I, I started you know as a captive agent with New York Life, and, and then was with a captive PNC company. And then we went really independent in like 2008, 2009. Um, you know, it's been a very, and we really didn't hit the ground running until like 2010. Um, but for us, it was really about building a sales organization um, and just giving a good experience um, to our clients and to our referral partners. Um, but for us, I, I wouldn't say that I have it figured out. I think we know the direction of the industry and I think that's what we have figured out. Now it's about execution. And, and do we have enough dollars to make the things happen that we need to happen to stay relevant, to stay on top of 
um, all the changes that are occurring in our space in regard to insure tech. You know, so we believe that we are just this traditional agency that's done really, really well over the last several years. But, you know, traditional agency meets insure tech. Um, and for us, it's, it's that we have all the insurance experience um, as to where a lot of the insure tech startups really have no insurance experience. And that's really a, um, uh, you know, they're going to learn that it's just not as easy as it sounds. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't say we have it figured out, but we, we know the direction that we're headed in and we've got major breakthroughs that are going on with Greenway. And I think that kind of puts us, um, you know, at the, you know, to, at, at the top, you know. So um, I think uh, what is, we've got some good stuff. What is what is this direction you speak of? Well, you know, I think for us, it's really about technology and people. When you put technology and people together, um, you know, we just want to be quicker at what we do. We want to focus on growth. Uh, experience, client experience, um, you know, and I think for you know, small agencies, it's going to be very, very hard for them to compete without the right technology. Uh, there's great technology companies out there, you know, everybody's on a comparative radar and personal lines, but it's going to take more than that, um, you know, to get to get as far as you want to go. Um, you know, so, you know, for us, you know, we think that just Building our own stack, our technology stack, it, you know, has to be done by us, and we can no longer, um, you know, have vendors to rely on. Um, there's a ton of people out there, and sure, we'll use some vendors for certain things, but at the end of the day, you know, we believe hiring our own developer in-house is the way for us to go. Um, and uh, you know, we want to be able to connect via API and web service to all the carriers that we uh, work with and who have that documented web service today. And that's really the direction for us is, you know, connecting directly to our carriers um, and being able to create that client experience um, the way that we see that that, that, fits Greenway and our client. And however they want to communicate with us, we'll allow them to do that. And you just, I mean, just pump the brakes there for a second. I mean, you're saying um, developer in an agency. I'm having a hard time getting people to like figure out like wanting to put a marketing person in their agency. You've just said, nah, we just need somebody writing code. Um, What does that actually look like? Lots of dollars, Joey. (laughs) Lots of money. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, building the organization uh, beyond what it is today. Um, But for agencies that want to, um, you know, sure, hiring a marketing person is um, is great. Um, you know, but I, I think agency more and more agencies are going to need to go beyond you know hiring a marketing person. Um, you know, sure, you know, there's great vendors out there. I'm not saying you know we use all the same ones, but we we feel like we can use some of the vendors that we use, but still have our own uh, developer. Um, so you know, right now we're working on a new Salesforce platform. Um, and we have our own you know, Salesforce architect, and then we have uh, another developer that is uh, working on an app for us. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to connect directly to our carriers and to larger big data companies um, so we can stop clicking ourselves to death because that's what we do on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> uh, personal lines. You're clicking and clicking and clicking, and it's never, never ending. You know, it's, um, you know for us, we just... Uh, we have to stop that. We have to work on more meaningful things. Uh, so, so right now, you would there's uh, from what I gather, two people in house on the technology side. Um, yeah, well, you know, so you know, the, right now they're projects at the end of the day. But we believe that uh, 
you know, one of them will stick around full time, but yeah, there's, there's two people working on this right now. Okay. So have you found that an easy way to kind of dip your toe into the, um, development technology waters is to like hire out on a project base and then see how it goes. And then you have to find really, really good people. And so we knew the people, um, because we, we went down the path of a vendor and it just didn't work out. I mean, um, you know, I don't want to get into the minutia of it, but you know, it's been a, it's been a long road, two and a half years of finding the right person. I mean, we had major issues. Um, you know, not, I don't really share to want, want to get into the details of it, but we we just realized that you know every insure tech uh, you know company and not even insure tech, just technology, even in Austin, um, you, you know, you, you build your own tech team. You know, and and for us. And we think we have ways to do it to where you don't need millions and millions of dollars to do it um, by using um, you know, certain certain technology. But at the end of the day, um, you know, agencies are going to have to innovate, and if they don't, uh, they will not be relevant. Um, and you know, we want to be able to um, be here for the future. You know, and this is this is definitely something I've struggled with, as you know, I've just kind of observed, and you know, you know, just kind of talked to a bunch of people across the industry is. You know, I've always felt that, you know, asking, you know, the run of the mill, the, you know, the, the guy that's been there for 20 years, agent, agency to consider, you know, building their own technology arm felt like something that was just not realistic might be a strong word, but it felt like it was something that only a handful, a small smattering of, you know, agencies might seriously consider do we, should I, should you, should we all um, kind of make peace with the fact that that might be more more of a reality than we might want to allow it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a real reality. I mean, I think there's a lot of agencies, you know, that are agency owners are retired in place and, you know, they're on the golf course, you know, a couple days a week. And for those agencies, you know, they're, they're probably happy with what they're doing, but you know, if they're going to perpetuate their agency to the next generation, um, they're going to have to do things like this, um, or else they will they will they will shrink. Um, but it's it's very much a reality. If, if you know um, carriers are talking about it and they're telling their their customers, I'm sorry, not their customers, their agents, their agency force, this is what we're doing. And there's for years, you know, they you know you know handful of carriers have been. Saying we are looking at this, you know, we're, you know, the, the client experience is changing. Everybody wants a Uber-like experience, and that's what they expect in today's society. Agencies are going to have to do the exact same thing. Um, and you know, for the owner or the manager that's sitting around thinking that, you know, things are going to continue the same way, they're, they're not. Yeah. It's impossible. Well, I think the challenging piece of it is that, you know, when you talk about, you know, different vendors that, you know, may or may not have all the capabilities to fit. And then even if you look on the carrier side of things, they're always just worried about carrier X, right? They're worried about them and, and not necessarily how it works for your agency because you're an independent agency and, you know, hey, multiple you know carriers, right? Um, what's been the most challenging kind of piece navigating those waters of, of kind of circumventing the traditional vendors and also kind of uniting the, 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 that carrier front. I mean, there's just so many, uh, 
you know, there's a lot of technology companies um, that we all work with every day, and they have no flexibility, no open API, and you know, truly to, to build tech, um, not even to build it, but you know, to whether you're on Salesforce.com or Infusionsoft, you know, there should be ways that you know agencies can buy that software and maybe not hire a developer because sometimes it's not it's not really development you know certain things it's more of somebody to set it up the right way but there's no reason why you you couldn't get a, a download from Ivan's you know into whatever system you decide to buy um, and create your own management system um, and, and that's really I think the future and you know we've already seen a couple new companies come about in the management system space and they are truly an open API. Um, you know, so I think, you know, other companies are going to have to realize they're going to have to make things more flexible for their customers, whether it's you know, wanting to add your VoIP phone system, um, you know, or a dialer, you know, of some sort or whatever software you're using. And we, we cannot continue to be in five systems or three systems on a daily basis because you're already in every other carrier system. You know, we just need to be able to have every system talk to each other. Oh, man. Like, well, obviously, this is the perfect insurance world we all wish we lived in. And obviously, you know, if you think about it, and this is the thing that blows my mind. Tell me, Andy, if you sit at night just shaking your fist at the sky occasionally, maybe with a you know, glass of scotch in your hand. I don't know. Uh, that seems appropriate. But um, I'm not a scotch guy, I'm, but uh, I do shake my head at night, um, uh, you know, and, and you know, because it's a lot of time that we spend. It's a lot of people, right? It's, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, the same frustrations that have been going on for this for years and years and years. And now somebody has said, the carrier has even said it, you know, agencies are saying it, new insure tech companies are saying it, there has to be an easier way to, to operate. And I think it's an exciting time to be an independent agency, uh, to be, you know, working in an independent agency, um, you know, and to own an independent agency. So um, I think there's a lot of great opportunity that is here, um, you know, and it's exciting. Yeah, and I agree. And, and the one thing that I, I kind of wanted to point out, just just like looking at like the most simplest of data exchange, right, of, of flowing freely from system to system, right? So you're going to get the download and, and it, like you said, maybe build your own management system. But if you're using a current off the shelf management system, it's going to tell you those few things, but all like you can't get into like an Infusionsoft or, um, you know, HubSpot or some type of marketing, you know, platform, or I'm not sure about Salesforce, but maybe let's just say Salesforce too, probably you can't get from that management system, from that download, you know, um, their information, right? Like how many lines of business, the types of business, you know, the premium, the X dates, all of those things that you would want to communicate and segment on in like just a pretty basic way that isn't all that challenging, right? There isn't really much of a reason that it shouldn't exist today. It's and not, it's not that challenging. It's what's challenging are the companies that we work with really yeah. are holding us hostage. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't say it another way because that is truly what is going on. Um, you know, they don't, they, they, you know, they, they have us all, we've been customers for these, these, these you know, companies for years and we spend thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, every single year. Um, but you know, there, there will be, away soon uh, and maybe it already exists for you know some agencies um 
to where you know you don't you know you, you don't need a full stack developer to go do this, but you will be able to connect. You know, and I think certain management systems will allow you to connect to certain um, you know uh, technology that you want to use. I think some of them are becoming more open because they're realizing that they've got to have an open API platform. Yeah. If, if not, they won't be relevant anymore because somebody else is going to go do it. I, th- I think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, there are definitely some that are, that are, that have kind of started and been founded on that mission. There are others that are starting to like kind of hear the rumblings, you know, like they, they, um, they see the pitchforks getting sharpened and the torches lit sort of thing. So I, th- I think it's starting to at least enter that level of, of right. kind of awareness. One thing, I mean, we, we maybe touched upon it briefly, but you'd said, very, you know, kind of two distinct things. You, you, you know, the direction, it's just the execution. Um, you know, we kind of know what you're executing on like right now, but like what is the challenging day to day, not just like where you're at currently, but what you kind of see coming down the road, like the execution piece that you sound really more concerned about than anything. I mean, I think for any agency and and part of our, our struggle day to day is, you know, people, you know, that's the hardest thing about our business is finding the right people, uh, being able to train them. um, And that's kind of been a struggle for us for you know a long time. You know, we, we have a lot of producers and, you know, in our agency, our producers just sell and our service people only service, but it's been hard to find good service people. And we haven't always wanted to train from the ground up, even though we're starting to do that more and more now. Um, but I think, you know, our day to day is, um, there's just not enough hours in a day because everybody's got so much going on and that's probably the same struggle for a lot of different agencies. Um, but you know, it's, uh, you know, we live in a society where insurance, I mean, it's not the sexiest thing on earth to be in insurance. I think it's getting sexier uh, and people do want to be a part of it because, you know, there are exciting things going on, especially at Greenway Insurance. Um, you know, so it, it's hard to find good talent. I mean, I think that's our major struggle. But, um, you know, ultimately, you know, we're not perfect. and But we do have a great team uh, that's kind of spread out in Texas and a little bit beyond that. But I think... Um, for us, I would say it's it's the people. You know? I was just going to ask, what does that look like? I mean, you said spread out across Texas, and then so, so like you you allow for kind of like, hey, they don't need to be local to Austin if they're the right person. Um, so we have um, our Houston office, and we've got a crew in Houston, we've got a crew in Austin, a couple people in Dallas, um, and then we have um, we have uh, somebody in California. And then we do have people overseas in Manila in the Philippines. So um, ah. we're really, really, really spread out. Um, and, you know, for us, you know, it was always about the opportunity. Um, and it is hard to manage people when they are spread out. But with technology, um, it helps us come together. And everybody still kind of feels like they're part of the same team. We're all on the same phone system, no matter if you're in California or you're in Austin. Um, you know, we're doing Zoom meetings all the time. So everybody, um, you know, can see each other on a day-to-day basis if needed to uh, have a meeting or whatnot. But, you know, we, we are spread out a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing I think, too, is just um, maybe necessarily, I think maybe this is kind of the overarching theme of the conversation, if you will, is we we, nece- we put maybe unnecessary boxes around things, um, whether it's, you know, what, you know, people should actually work, what type of people should actually work in an agency, like what skills they should have, what departments we should need. And, you know, more importantly is, you know, where they should live or, you know, what they should have to do. Um, and just kind of thinking ways around that. Um, 
I'm always just curious. I don't think there's a, there's really an answer for this, but I mean, like, is is this something that you have deliberately like tried to do um, to like think like, well, yeah, this is the way we could or should do it, but you know, if I were to actually deconstruct this thing, you kind of try to break things from time to time and think of what if I did this? Yeah, we think about. I think about that often. You know, I think about if we were all in one place, would things be easier? And I don't know if that really things would be easier. Um, we would just have more people together, and I think by us being spread out, it works well. Um, it can be difficult at certain times. Um, but I, I think for us, um, you know, things are, you know, we're just, we're moving in a good direction. We've been in a good direction for a while, but, you know, I, I, I like to think that sometimes, um, you know, if you think about if you, can you do it another way? And I hear other agency owners that say, Andy, I can never do that. I need everybody to be in one place, you know. I need full control. And, you know, we just hire good people. And when we hire people, we're hiring for the right skill set. We're doing assessments on every single candidate we hire because we cannot afford to make a bad decision. I mean, when we hire a salesperson, which we plan to hire eight salespeople this year, I don't think we're going to hit eight, but we so far we've hired um, two and we've hired one more on the way. But we, we, um, we swear by the caliper assessment when it comes to sales producers. And then we use another company called ideal traits um, that we use when it comes to account managers and uh, back end, you know, uh, CSR type of, you know, account manager assistant type people. And we want to know, are you a perfectionist? Are you consistent? Or are you a sales leader? Um, I think that's really important. I think people often, you know, agency owners, uh, you know, will have interviews with people and, you know, you, and, and you can interview and you can interview and can find the right candidate and you can go by your gut, but sometimes your gut doesn't work. Um, you have to kind of use the tools that are available. Um, and that's what's worked for us um, in building our team um, is just, you know, going and using those tools that are in our toolbox and that are available to us. Yeah, I've always I've always said this for like ever, and being a person that has really never formally like reported to an office, like I've always worked from home in, in some capacity. Um, if you have to worry about your people working, you have the wrong people, you know. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I just I, I don't think it goes much deeper than that, right? Like if 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 you have to if you are concerned about somebody doing their job or not doing their job, like you've already lost. I think. Yeah. And we've got people working from their house and um, they actually, I, I think the people working from their homes get more work done than they do in the office. There's like no interruption, you know, yeah. other than the phone that they have to answer. Um, but oftentimes, you know, people that you know, work from their house, they're, they're actually working longer hours. They might check their email, get their kids off to school. They come back to the email and, and, you know, phone and, and doing work and just, I think it's, I think our times have changed. And I was once the agency owner that was like, gosh, I would never let anybody work from home. Really? Um, you know, <laughs> many, many years ago, because we yeah. just, we were a different organization, I think back then. And I always thought that everybody needed to be in one place. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I could forego all of the real estate that we have in terms of paying our leases and our mortgage, um, you know, it would be better to have everybody that works in our office work from home at least two days a week, three days a week, and then come to the office for two days a week um, or whatever, however many, however many days, you know, to collaborate and, you know, feel like a team and be around people. And I think, um, 
you know, that's something that we've been looking into. And I think it's important, um, you know, as we grow. It's the, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that we've gotten to this point, but, um, I think that's, I think that's something that you hit on that, that, uh, you know, one, there's a lot of inefficiencies in just the whole process of actually getting to work that, you know, were necessities because there was no other way to do it before. Now it's actually become a detriment to, like you said, getting work done because when you, when you work from home, obviously you're, you're always working and you're never working. I mean, that's not true, but you know, it kind of is. Um, right. And I think, but the important part though is, is just making sure that you keep in mind. And this is where I think, I think the work from home environment fails is that you need to have that pilgrimage, right? You need to have that kind of like, Hey, something to, I have, you know, getting off the Island from time to time and knowing that you have, you know, a space, you have a reason to go. And like you said, come into the office one, one day a week or whatever it is, right. To, uh, you know, even if it's once a month or whatever it is to just kind of solidify that. So you can kind of take that energy back home, go on your Island and, and kind of keep doing what you do. Yeah. I mean, I think it helps the work life balance and everybody needs that. I think, we now live in a society where everybody's always working, you know, I mean, where people are attached to their cell phones, their smart devices, and just, you know, you know, clients expect us, unfortunately, to, um, you know, email them back in the middle of the night, you know, and, uh, you know, because they, you know, they just, just how we live, you know, but I think it helps the work-life balance for sure. If, if you had to just say like one thing outside of kind of the stuff that we've mentioned, I mean, where is your head at? Like just as like a um, guiding principle for the future of, of like, this is how I'm going to do it. It's, it, it might sound crazy to you, but I can't, I can't do it any other way sort of thing. I think for us, we've been outsourcing for two years and it's changed the way that we operate and not everybody's going to agree with me that outsourcing is the key to success, but it definitely is helping us succeed uh, to where our agents and our account managers are truly able to work on client services and growth and not having to worry about the things that just never end, whether it's mortgagee changes on in-person lines or ID cards, you know, things like that can be done uh, overseas. Um, and what I mean by that is we have a team of, I think 10 or 11 people now that work for Greenway Insurance and they are you know, almost like assistants to our account managers. And now our account managers can take on more, more accounts um, and they can sell more insurance, um, but they're not handling you know, the things that just never end. Um, so for us, you know, I, I think it's it's that, you know, it's hard to find good people in our big cities, in our small cities. Um, and if I can train somebody from the ground up and teach them insurance and they can be 80 or 90% of a licensed person, um, we're going to do that all day long. And that is what's changed our organization in the last two years um, without, you uh, taking away anything from our client. Um, it's the same Greenway insurance that they've always known. And I would say it's a better customer service. It's better customer experience because of the changes that we're making. You mentioned you wanted, you said something, dude, I got to tell you about CoverDesk. And I, I'm curious, I kind of need to know what that is before we get out of here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So CoverDesk is, so because we you know started outsourcing really, really successfully, 
we helped a couple agent friends and I said, Andy, we want to do something like this, like you're doing. So we helped them. And then this year in January, we said, all right, we're going to start cover desk. And, you know, there's something like, I keep hearing like 400,000 insurance professionals that are going to retire by, you know, 2020 or whatever, whatever I keep hearing, I forget, I feel like it keeps changing. So I said, let's help the industry. Let's help everybody. Um, because there's, you know, companies that I, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's, you know, people have been out, American companies have been outsourcing for years. You call your credit card company, you call your cell phone company, you're calling the Philippines. Um, so for us, we said, let's take what we're doing and offer it as a service to other independent insurance agencies across the United States. And this is what became CoverDesk. So we actually have an offering um, that we help independent agencies hire full-time people, um, you know, outsource people. They're called virtual assistants or virtual professionals that are in the Philippines working U.S. daytime hours, and they work for the independent agencies, and it's on their their phone system, and it's on, you know, their email system. Um, you know, so it's their full-time worker um, at their 100% direct control, uh, not necessarily for CoverDesk, even though they work for CoverDesk and we payroll them and we pay all their taxes and insurance and things like that, and we make it a safe way to um, to outsource. But at the end of the day, these, these can be client-facing people um, that can work for independent insurance agencies um, and make things easier. And then truly the $8, $10 an hour work really is $8 to $10 an hour work not a $25 or $30 an hour person doing $8, $10 an hour work. And that's what we're outsourcing. And for us, um, you know, so far we've got a, you know, a client list that um, keeps getting bigger and we're actually headed to FAIA in Orlando tomorrow. Um, and we really haven't um, launched. We're actually kind of launching now. Our website is still not live. We have a temporary website. It's um, coveredest.com and it's, um, for us, we're super excited about it, but it's, you know, this is a way for independent insurance agencies to help kind of create their own, um, you know, mini, uh, I wouldn't say service center, but it's, you know, adding people to their team um, that will make their processes and their efficiencies easier and they can focus on growth in numbers from a production level and, you know, helping process um, and making that a better flow within their organization. If you had to say one thing to an agency owner or maybe even somebody that's feeling feeling like they're doing the eight to ten dollar work and they're you know twenty five to thirty dollar employee, like what's just what what's one thing that gets that message through like loud and clear? Because it feels like we allow that to kind of like be the standard. Like, no, oh, this is part of the job. You got to earn your stripes or whatever nonsense. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, you know, there should be nobody doing eight to ten dollar an hour work. Um, in in my opinion, it's just um, we're all wasting lots of money when that happens. Um, and it could be the owner doing it because that happens too, where an owner or manager says, "Oh, I'll send you uh, an ID card. I'll send you, you know, this." Um, you know, but it it really, um, I, I think that money, those dollars, should go to marketing all day long. Take your eight to ten dollar an hour work that you're doing. And, and change that to marketing um, or, or outsource um, and take that work and let somebody truly that is an $8, $10 an hour worker, because that doesn't exist in the U.S. It's very hard to even find a $10 an hour worker in any major U.S. city. Very, very difficult. Um, 
but we now have a way to help with that. Um, so I, I would just, I would say, um, stop doing it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you're wasting money and time. 